0: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast, Salvetry, and we're going to break down another day of the NBA round one series, going into a lot of these game fours now at this point, it is August 22nd, around 6am East Coast time, we're going to get into it, injury dashboard, target offense sheet, and the early interest today, please do, before we get into it like button totally free subscribe button, a big one popping up on the screen totally free meeting about 30 or 40 new subscribers a day so i appreciate that about 48 and a half to 49 percent over the last month of people that have watched this content are not subscribed that makes a lot of sense i have a lot of nfl content out there the nba some pga content as well so some people are just stopping by it's not their cup of tea or they play one week for pga and it's their thing right they play the major and that's it so it's all good but if you are indeed watching these videos and you've watched more than one of these videos this is your second time or third or 100th time seeing me and you are not subscribed to this channel for the sure fact that you just don't want to click the bottom right hand button that is totally free and no inconvenience to but helps these channels and grow and allows this to continue to happen please take a second of your time and do that right now thank you so much in advance so I really don't feel like chit chatting today I wasn't even going to do a video today as I want to take kind of the weekend off but I figured I got this all stuff prepped up and I got some time so I'm going to do it tomorrow I plan on probably taking the day off so projections and everything will be over on Patreon if you do want to check that out if you're not a Patreon yet and you cannot go the day without seeing some early interest projections target off sheet The early injuries and all that type of stuff, and being prepared for the slate that likely will start again. I haven't looked yet, but at one or one thirty 8 p.m. East Coast time tomorrow. Well, then you can sign up for Patreon to be sure to get that, because I plan not to do any type of content tomorrow and take the day off. And hell, I might even do that today. We'll see if we make it through this video. But we're gonna start with the injury and status dashboard that is brought to you in part by SuperDraft today. And this brought, injury and status dashboard brought to you by SuperDraft means that you get a fifty percent deposit match up to a thousand dollar rookies if you sign up using the promo code SAL. That is S A L right now on Superdraft if you indeed sign up. And what that pretty much means is that once you put in $20, you can get 10 back and bam, you got $30 rooskies to now go and play over on Superdraft, which is a multiplier format. So if you're not familiar, it's not salary cap based. Their contests are still not filling. So it gives you even more of an edge when only 75% of the field is filling. Golf contests only like 50 or 60% of the field is filling. They have a $15,000, $125,000 prize pool total, $15,000 first NFL week one contest. So get in there, get on Superdraft, multiplier format. So no salary caps. It's more so now based around ownership and projections, which hint, hint, I do have projections over on Patreon. Which, if you are a Patreon right now, again, I've been saying this, or 315 plus of you, 320 now. Thank you for the new Patrons this week. I appreciate all of you so much. And you are not looking at the Super Draft column of projections on the NBA to the right of the DraftKings. Literally two rows over to from the DraftKings projections on the projection sheet on Patreon. And you're not using those, right? And you're not over on Super Draft right now, where you can get a bonus too with that promo code SAL. You are just missing out right now. Continue to have people in the Patreon Discord and just the normal Discord for for. for the NFL type of videos uh, continuing to reach out about that so getting into it, go ahead and take advantage of everything on super Draft right now. Aaron Gordon has still not played with the hamstring. I projected him in the last game, obviously, changed that once he got ruled out. James Ennis would get a big bump if indeed Gordon is out again. Birch, Owandu, Terrence Ross to an extent from a usage perspective. I currently have Aaron Gordon projected out today because this hamstring is definitely going to be serious if you can't play in your first two to three games of a series. So we're going to see what's happening now today. Michael Carter Williams continues to be doubtful with a foot. Him being out just gives more run to all the guards from Fultz, Augustine, and Ross even if he played, I'm not sure he really touches anything over 10 to 12 minutes in this game. So I don't know how much it really impacts all of those guys outside of a couple of minutes a piece, but he looks like he's trending towards out yet again. Russell Westbrook went from doubtful already to this game to now being officially ruled out with his quad injury. Harden, of course, is going to be around a 1.8 plus fantasy point per minute producer, maybe has let some people down at his current price point. But that's mainly because of the fact that look, I mean, they've just been winning these games pretty handily down the stretch. He hasn't had to play 40 minutes. He's just playing 35 and 36 minutes a night when normally in normal games he's playing 38 minutes a night not even in the playoffs so obviously they're kind of trying to somewhat rest him because they know he's taking on a lot of his shoulders but he's been getting help daniel house in the last game right austin rivers in the first half of the last game is helping him eric gordon came back towards the end of the playing games of the bubble and now he's been playing pretty well in the playoffs especially in that last game so he's getting help he just doesn't need to do everything out there eventually he will have to though i uh, will see if it's today zach collins is going to be out he is now out with the season with the season ending surgery on his ankle Whiteside and wendell gabriel they'll get the minutes there They'll probably split up most of those minutes that Collins was going to play somewhere around like 28 to 30 in the series. And then they'll pick up a couple extra anyways, because you were, would have figured, right? So I was going to play probably even if Zach Collins was healthy, somewhere around 12 to 15 minutes per game in this series. For Miami, Jay Crowder is questionable with an ankle. He was questionable coming into the last game he played. He didn't play like the whole fourth quarter and a lot of the third quarter in the last game. Not sure if he retweaked it. I didn't see any any report on that. But Andre that would probably be the main beneficiary. Derek Jones Jr. if he was to play would be as well, because Derek Jones Jr. is also questionable with an ankle today. And then Kelly Olynyk. So same thing for Derek Jones Jr if he's questionable if he's out and Jay Crowder plays well Crowder benefits but mainly Andre Iguodala, who has been playing bigger minutes and playing very good minutes so far through the first two games of this series against Indy and then Rajan Rondo who was actually questionable for the last game but ruled out as questionable yet again with a hand injury Alex Caruso KCP J.R. Smith who has not been good so far and then Danny Green all these wing players that pretty much are not contributing much in the last game you saw KCP finally go off and get there but for the most part nothing coming from Caruso or J.R. Smith in the series Rondo would be a big help if Rondo is ruled in and it is the late night game, so you would get a really big advantage if you can somehow pivot to him in one of the studs since he's so cheap. Maybe you're playing uh, somebody from Portland in this game like a CJ McCollum or even a Nurch or even a Lillard, and then you're playing one of the crappy wing values on the Lakers that's maybe like a 4k option. Now if Rondo's in, maybe you pivot to Rondo and now you can get up to AD or LeBron and you have a pretty unique lineup. It's a risky way to go, but if Rondo is in and he's going to play 20 plus minutes, even 22 minutes or somewhere around there, I do like that at $3,200, especially because you're going to have absolutely no ownership on it since it's the last game on the slate and nobody's going to be expecting rondo to play or at least putting him in their lineups hoping that he does because it's a pretty big risk since we haven't seen him in months so with all that said let's get now into the target offense sheet the target offense sheet today is going to be brought to you as well by super draft so be sure to take advantage of the offer promo code sound 50 percent deposit match up to a thousand dollar rooskies. the highest total on today's slate is going to be actually the first game today and a lot of that has to do with the bucks a 12 point favorite the bucks are a 226 and a half game total and the bucks have a 119.25 team total that is points higher than the next closest team on the slate, which is the Lakers, who are seven and a half point favorites tonight at 8.30 p.m. East Coast time. So this one's going to start a little bit earlier because the first game today starts at 1 p.m. and not 1.30. So be sure to take note of that. 1 p.m. East Coast time instead of sometimes, and usually it's been 1 30 p.m. Now it's kind of going back and forth. So that is Orlando and Milwaukee. First game, Orlando gets the upset as big uh, 13 and a half point underdogs. The next game, Milwaukee blows them away, and they have no Chris Middleton help right now. Chris Middleton is playing absolutely garbage. Giannis played well, and he could have played even better as he was missing tippins, uh, but he was getting offensive rebounds and things like that. So his field goal percentage didn't look great, but it allowed him to get those 20 plus rebounds that he saw. Brooke Lopez down the stretch in the fourth quarter of that last game really came on for them. Bledsoe's just been meh, right? The has been pretty well, whether it's George Hill or Pat Connington, these first two games, it was Hill in game one, it was Connington in game two contributing in a major way, or at least major way compared to their expectations. So Milwaukee looks to be fine right now. And if they get anything out of Middleton, like if they get anything out of Middleton, they're going to buy 30 today based on what they did in the last game. If they got anything out of Middleton in the first game, it's probably more of a game. Middleton has been very, very bad right now. He's not even taking many shots. You saw in the last game, he was not making any shots. He was like, oh, of four from three point range. Oh, of six from the field when the last time I checked was, and he did pretty much nothing after that. So what you're going to get today out of Middleton, this guy who's like appropriately priced at $7,900 if he's his normal 1.25 to 1.2, somewhere around there, fantasy point per minute producer for 33 to 34 minutes, only played 31 minutes in the last game, was very bad. You're going to get absolutely no ownership on Chris Middleton. It is a scary play, but you saw this exact same thing happen with Tobias Harris yesterday. Tobias Harris goes for over 40 fantasy points, 44 fantasy points at a mid 7k price tag, upper 7k price tag, and he has no ownership because he sucked in his first two games. But you also saw the opposite with Paul George yesterday, who was sucked in his first two games. And then again, yesterday, sucked in that game and Kawhi Leonard was the guy who went off which would be the Giannis in this case so it can go either way at this point I'm not really advocating for Chris Middleton I know it kind of seems like that but I am just pointing out the fact that people know kind of what these NBA rotations look like right now a lot of the value gets just soaked out because it's a four game slate and so many of these tout sites are going out there making content for it but it is interesting to at least go out there and look at the guys who can project out nicely if they just have their shot falling and Chris Middleton is one of those guys so if I just look up Middleton's projection right now he's not going to grade out good for me like he's going to be down the board but that's the whole point of this right that's why he comes up lower owned if he was the top 10 play in the slate he wouldn't be loaned chris middleton right now na- right now for me grades out as my 38th play in the day he grades out for 38 and a half or 38 and a half fantasy points. He actually looks a little bit better on Super Jeff because of his multiplier of a 1.4X over there. But he's just a name that pops out to me because yeah, it can go the Paul George route and he can suck for you. And then you're probably not going to win the $100,000 prize pool regardless. So you might as well take some risks. At $7,900, it's at a price point where nobody's going to want to own him. I think Middleton might even be single digit owned and that's where it gets a little bit interesting. I might roll him out in some higher stakes stuff uh, just because of the fact that Middleton has 30 point upside every single day, real points, right? And then obviously that results in a 50 point fantasy day Similar to almost what you got at Tobias Harris yesterday. Obviously, you can go ahead and play Giannis. Giannis is literally my number one play in on the slate today, as he was the other day when he was the poster boy two days ago, and he went for 60 plus fantasy points or close to 70. He is yet again today. I haven't projected for only 32 minutes. He grades out for 64 fantasy points, pretty close to that, and 5.81 points per dollar. So we'll get into that in the early interest. On the Orlando side, there's going to be pieces I like. They continue to underprice their wings and their guards. Uh, depending on what happens with Aaron Gordon, I'll have interest in Aaron Gordon. I expect him not to be that much owned. It is the first game today, so we will have this news before the slate starts, most likely. So that's good to know. Markel Fultz and Evan Fournier, these guys are still just going to be too cheap for the slate. You can still get some value out of guys like Gary Clark to an extent, although it's not going to be the greatest overall points, but decent value. Aaron Gordon is still out. $5,000 Terrence Ross is just fine, right? You're going to get upside if he's actually hot and then you are going to have a huge ceiling. At $5,000, he's mainly only going to be a primary scorer. No real peripherals for the most part, maybe an assist, maybe a rebound here or there. Not going to get a lot of those though. So you're really banking on just pure points upside for like a 25 to 30 point day for him to really win you a tour at a $5,000 tag in my opinion second highest game total it's kind of virtual tie or so but by a half a point it's Portland and the Lakers who are seven and a half point favorites who Damian Lillard is going to play although he dislocated his thumb in the fourth quarter of the last game Lakers blew them out by a wide margin because they were actually knocking down shots Anthony Davis actually realized that Wendell Gabriel and Hassan Whiteside are no match for Anthony Davis let alone I mean really any centers in the league they're no match for they're terrible at defense both of those players Wendell Gabriel and more inexperienced hard to really blame him Hassan Whiteside only looking to block your shot out there and not really do anything else so Anthony Davis Pretty much discovered that. I don't know how it took him more than a game, but now that that's the case, I don't expect the series to go more than five. Maybe it goes six games if Damian Lillard is going to be healthy, but CJ McCollum playing with a broken back, Nurkic playing out there for 32 or 33 minutes, and they don't seem to want to extend him much longer than that. And now Damian Lillard potentially with a dislocated thumb. I mean, I assume that takes more than one day to fully heal. We'll see what happens. So on the Portland side, it's pretty much the same story as it has been. I mean, you could take shots on some of these guys who are cheaper and maybe appropriately priced, like a Carmelo Anthony, a Gary Trent Jr., to an extent, but none. One of those guys are looking all that appealing to me. Like Hassan Whiteside grades out as my best Portland play as my fifteenth play overall today. But that's if I give Hassan Whiteside 20 minutes at 1.25 fantasy point printed production. I don't know how comfortable I feel with that. He's only 4600 dollars That's the main reason why he's popping off, but he's also way more expensive than he was the last time we saw him and really two times ago. And he takes up that center position for you. So yeah, Whiteside at this point is like the only thing from Portland I touch. Even him being a top 15 play barely for me right now. It's not grading out as something that's probably going to get in my final interest as being that high. But then after that that there's nothing Carmelo Anthony then grades out as my 35th overall play so I actually think Melo is a decent option but decent compared to everybody else he's still 35th overall and then there's nothing inside my top 45 Gary Trent Jr. would be 45 overall exactly and then Damian Lillard today is going to be my 48th overall play so like that's where these Portland guys are it's pretty much white side if you want to take the value on those sketchy minutes and at this point since they realized Anthony Davis can attack him and at this point since their guys started to knock down shots white side might actually be limited to more so around 20 minutes instead of 25 like we saw him in the first game. OKC in Houston is a fun series, but man, I don't really know why Houston was underdogs in game one and for this series. I get it. Russ wasn't in there, but I'm not sure that really hurts them in a major way against this OKC team and the electrical bunny unit that they ended up using. Energizer bunny unit that they ended up using down the stretch almost helped them. SGA went off. We had him. We were very high on SGA in the last game. He goes off even when Chris Paul is minus 36 in his plus minus in that last game. Dennis Schooner has just been very meh. Steven Adams actually hit 30 minutes in that last game. We'll see if that continues. I projected him for 28 in this one. And Galloway. Has just been very meh at his price point gal i don't want to own in 32 or 33 minutes of play it's not really doing much for me i still just like the guards here i like chris paul i like sga i like Dan shooter that's how it's been the first three days the first day it was chris paul the most that hit for us the second day it was going to be sga the most that hit in a major way for us today we'll let you know in just a second over on the early interests now let's get into those early interests so getting into the early interest i think i got like 19 or 20 names on here right now the early interests are going to be brought to you by the supreme draft guide and i just recorded i would say two more wide receiver videos videos. is going to come out today, so be sure to watch that today if you want to support the channel in that way. That really does help us. A wide receiver video that I created will be out today. And again, these early interests are sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight. If you use the promo code SALNFL, S-A-L-N-F-L, you get $5 free to play. It's a prop betting site. You can take them more or less than some guys, parlay some together. That's all you have to do. SALNFL, you get $5, no strings attached. You just make an account. You don't have to deposit anything. But if you want to deposit the minimum of $10, they'll give you an extra ticket into a contest so you can get another prop bet in there. And if you win, you actually get to keep that credit and that money. And then they'll give you my my supreme draft guide for the 2020 fantasy football season. NFL now starts in less than 20 days. That feels fantastic to say. I feel pretty confident in the fact that it's going to start on time at this point. So be sure if you are playing in a fantasy league, and I know, including mine, like we're drafting literally one or two nights before. A lot of people are now waiting until last minute to draft. A lot of people push back a lot of plans when they would normally be drafting maybe like right now or a week ago. So you're going to be needing a draft guide soon. Be sure to check it out. I just added another 15 player profiles. We have about 150 player profiles over there, top 150s, tiers, rankings, key stats, databases, all that stuff. Be sure to check it all out. It's going to be linked down below. Thanks to Monkey Knife Fight. You get that included upon a minimum deposit over there using the promo code SALNFL. You can check it all out in the description down below. So these are my early interests, my final interests, my projections, my rankings, Super Draft and DraftKings projections, value rankings, my models, my minutes projections. All that stuff is going to be linked down below on Patreon. If you want to support me over there, I greatly appreciate that. So filtering this by team right now, it's going to be James Harden, then it's going to be Daniel Haas Jr. and Eric Gordon. Look, James Harden just hasn't been unleashed yet, you can say. He averages 37 minutes per game on the season, and he hasn't even played that yet in the series. So, I'm expecting a 40 minute game at some point out of James Harden. And maybe they just sweep this team, and they don't need him, but he played 36 minutes in the last game James Harden. I expect actually 35.8 to be exact. I expect a little bit more than that. He probably could have played a little bit more in the fourth quarter if they actually needed him. He came in about 5 minutes into the fourth quarter, close out the final eight for the Rockets to end up getting that lead a little bit bigger and, and then winning the game by somewhere in the double digit trains of I believe like 13 or 14 points. So, James Harden is somebody that I like at 11,600. He is not my favorite payup option as I've already announced that Giannis is my top option of the day but James Harden is going to grade out as a top 10 play for me uh, a lot of these upper tier plays LeBron Giannis and Harden currently rank out as top 10 plays for me Anthony Davis is right now my 11th overall play so four of my top 11 plays on the day right now are the four pay up options that's not normally the case night one Anthony Davis was not in my top 15 he was barely cracking my top 25 and he didn't do too well night two it was actually LeBron who got a little bit booted down compared to the others Anthony Davis was a little bit higher so he ended up getting a little bit more Anthony Davis than LeBron Today Today, as of right now I'm planning to get a little bit more LeBron than Anthony Davis LeBron right now is my seventh overall play whereas Anthony Davis is going to be my 11th so it'll be interesting to see where everything cranks out I like Giannis the most but I expect Giannis again to have the highest ownership maybe now that Harden has quote-unquote let people down the last couple of days at this $11,000 plus price tag and he's still the most expensive maybe people fade away from that I doubt it though the narrative on Harden without Russ is very well known in the DFS community we'll see maybe Anthony Davis's performance in three quarters spikes some people onto Anthony Davis and Harden goes a little bit lower on than should. Should. So I do like Harden a lot. Again, he's a top six play for me. So all these pay-up options are in pretty fine standing. Daniel Haas Jr., we saw him go off in that last game. We saw him play a little bit bigger minutes than he usually does, playing thirty eight minutes and closing out the final fifteen minutes of the game. He shot three of eight from three point range. He shot six of thirteen from the field, nine rebounds, three assists. He ended up having three offensive rebounds as well. He was just a very good player for them. He was very much in tune. He had no real defensive matchup that was a concerning to him, and he was just knocking down his shots at that point, shooting around fifty percent, forty seven percent from the field. So Daniel Haas. Seven hundred dollars He's still a fair price point. Eric Gordon continues to be a guy that I don't expect to pick up ownership. We saw him play 32.8 minutes. So 33 minutes I'm projecting him at today. And this man took 20 shots and he was not that efficient. He was not inefficient. He was six of 20. He was zero of 10 from three point range. So if Aaron Gordon or if Eric Gordon, and this is a guy who scored 30 fantasy points in the last game, if he scores 30 today, that's obviously fantastic. He'll be close to 6 xing value for you. But this is a guy who picks up five rebounds, four assists, a block and a steal. So he picks up peripherals. We know that. And now he's out there for bigger minutes. They're kind of piping up his minutes a little bit. So at 32.8 minutes, I'm not shocked to see Eric Gordon at some point pretty soon start to play 35 to 36 minutes, if not in this game, then in some of these playoff games, maybe the next series. But if this one stays close, I expect that to happen. Eric Gordon actually had to come out in the fourth quarter for a minute or two. He ends up coming out for literally two or three minutes. He had two and a half minutes in this fourth quarter. He ends up coming out with 722 left. He checks back in at 504. So comes out with a little bit of a two minute spurt. Then he checks back in very quickly after that. If he doesn't come out for those two minutes, which it kind of is, there's no foul trouble. There's no, turnovers. There's nothing that he was doing wrong. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if they thought the game was in hand and then they checked right back in because they went on like a 3-0 or 5-0 run OKC. So that's why he checks back in. OKC goes on a 5-0 run, somewhat makes it a game and the Rockets put their starters back in and they close it on a 7-0 run. So that game actually doesn't blow out, right? If it doesn't start to blow out, then he has an extra two and a half minutes and Eric Gordon just played in this game 35 minutes. I'm actually going to project him for an extra minute that I am right now. I think Eric Gordon looks good. The guy guy went 0 of 10 from three-point range. He shot 20 times in this game. He is now the number two primary option on this team behind James Harden. And that was always to be expected, but he's priced as if he's not. He's priced around pretty much every other player on this team, like your Daniel House is, like your less than your Robert Covingtons at this point. So I do like Eric Gordon. Gordon right now is not going to rank out fantastic for me. Once I give him an extra minute, he'll rank out a little bit better. But if I look at where he is right now for me, he's actually decent. He's going to be my 24th overall play. Once I give him that extra minute, I assume he'll probably pop up somewhere around like my 19th overall play today. I think Eric Gordon's pretty sneaky. I don't think he picks up a ton of ownership, but we shall see. In Indy, I'm really only looking at Malcolm Brogdon today. Depot is taking a lot of shots, but he's not being very efficient. He's working on his three point game way too much. Like his three point game is okay, but he's known as a driver and his driving has not been that efficient. So I'm going to go a little bit more towards Malcolm Brogdon, who really hasn't let us down yet. Maybe he hasn't popped off in a major way. The first game he was fine. Right now he's looking like a pretty strong option at $6,900 where he has been this entire time. I gave him 38 minutes. He grades out for close to 40 fantasy points, which makes him my number two play on the day behind Giannis as of right now. From the Lakers, I will like Rondo if he's in, but for right now it's LeBron and AD. I'll prefer LeBron slightly over AD today. But again, they're so close. They're literally like two spots apart for me. So I like both Miami. I think Jimmy Butler is a very strong option today. It's hard to see him not getting there at $7,600. His 1.4 X multiplier and super draft is also very appealing to me. He's averaging over 1.2 fantasy points per minute in this bubble right now. I have him projected currently for 37 minutes today. That makes him great after for over 40 fantasy points. He looks like a very strong option. I'm going to get a lot of Jimmy Butler today. And then Goran Dragic has just been consistent. If they're not going to play Kendrick Nunn at all, right, if they're going to start Goran Dragic, even if he doesn't start, but they're starting him, they're playing him a Thirty-two minutes, pretty much guaranteed. Now, when he normally plays twenty-eight during the regular season, he's over a fantasy point per minute producer, and he has a massive ceiling. Like this guy has triple-double upside ceiling. Normally, when Butler's not on the court or Bam, but he has a massive ceiling. I'm projecting him for thirty-three minutes today. Orange Objects just looks like a strong play yet again. A top fifteen play for me. The price point isn't getting up there quick enough. Six thousand dollars is a fair price point at that point. And then Bam, I'm going to continue to like Bam from Miami. This matchup looks like it's fine for Bam. He hasn't really been unleashed yet. But if I give Bam thirty-four minutes of play in this one, he also grades out as a top fifteen play. Uh, Andre Gadawa, I'll like a little bit more. If indeed there is going to be no Jay Crowder and or no Derek Jones Jr., then I definitely like him. But at $3,700, I expect him to hit the 20 minute mark, maybe the 25 minute mark, even if those guys are healthy, take a lot more of Derek Jones Jr. minutes, maybe limit Crowder to like 25 or 26 instead of 28 to 30. So he looks like a decent 3K option. There's not a lot of them right now in the slate. Maybe you pick up some of the pieces from Orlando if Aaron Gordon is out again, like your Gary Clarks. But right now, Iggy in the 3K range looks like a decent option. Again, there's not a lot of 3K value. I I also don't think you need on this slate, but he looks at least decent. From Milwaukee, uh, I talked about Giannis Reddy. Don't really have to go into much more depth on him at $11,000 flat. He is my number one play in the day. Uh, He's going to be highly owned, so you don't have to play him because he's going to be highly owned. If you're playing cash, I'd probably play him, but go from there. Brooke Lopez got very hot down the stretch from Milwaukee in that last game. Uh, He finished with over 30 fantasy points. He was at one point sitting like uh, one of the worst plays on the slate yet again, like he was the day before that, but he finished in a pretty strong way. Brooke Lopez ends up closing out. He plays a lot of minutes in that fourth quarter. He comes out at some points. He ended up having some foul trouble. He picks up what, was his fourth personal foul I believe yeah he picks up his fourth personal foul he ends up coming out for like two minutes and they plays the rest of the game out and then comes out with like a couple seconds so he played over 33 minutes I've met 32 minutes today Brook Lopez took 12 shots and he just shot very efficient he shot four of eight from three-point range he shot eight of 12 from the field he's gonna have these games He is an efficient three-point shooter now the price tag is at a spot where it's still too cheap 5300 but just be a little bit cautious here of chasing that performance because he did shoot 50% from three and 75% from the field in, in general only still had three rebounds he's not gonna be a guy who gets there with those stats. You can get a block game, a high block game out of him. Only had one in the last game. He does have those three or four block game upsides, but you're going to have to continue to rely on this really good shooting for him to continue to win you slates in the 30 plus fantasy point range. Maybe be a little bit cautious there. Eric Bledsoe in this last game ends up playing 26 minutes. There was some foul trouble though. He picked up an early first quarter foul and then he picks up a couple fouls in the second quarter. Gets pulled with about, let's see the exact timeline. He gets pulled with two minutes and 49 seconds left in the half. So he lost about three minutes of play there. So if you say that he doesn't miss those three minutes of play, He's now playing 28.6 minutes. So 28 and a half minutes. So I'm projecting Eric Bledsoe today for 29 minutes. And again, this game was a blowout. They ended up winning the game by 15. So there was no real stress for him to be out there. He actually checks out of this game. So he misses three minutes in the first half and he checks out of this game with three and a half minutes left. So he potentially, if this game stays close, could have played 32, 33 minutes. I project him for 29 today. At 29 minutes today projection, Eric Bledsoe looks like a pretty strong option in my opinion. I like Brooke Lopez a little bit more, but again, be cautious. Bledsoe's my number 17 overall play in the day. I gave him 29 minutes. He projects out for about that many fantasy points around 29, 29 and a half. I gave you my little spiel on Chris Middleton. He's not going to grade out good for anybody today. He's just, he's just not, right? Unless you, somebody's going to give him 37 minutes out of nowhere. At 34 minutes, he does not grade out good. He doesn't. But again, it's the Tobias Harris. It's very similar to Tobias Harris right now and Paul George. How they've both been sucking for their teams. All it is is negative publicity on them. They're both priced around that $7,900, dollars 8 k range. Tobias Harris got it done yesterday with a 15 point and 15 rebound day. And Paul George hasn't gotten it done yet. So we'll see what Chris Middleton does at this point. If he puts up a Tobias Harris game and scores 45 fantasy points, he's obviously going to be a fantastic option or he can just suck again. But I just want to let you know that nobody's going to own him because he's going to look like a shit projection today, but he can actually get you there. So I'm probably going to be playing more Chris Middleton than what his ownership is going to come in at. That's a risk. Obviously, I don't think that it'll work out all the time. It might not even work out the majority of the time today, but the fact that he's going to be low owned and I think he is a strong player means I'm going to get a little bit of Chris Middleton. I don't expect this shooting slump to continue as a lot of people in the media seem to think that he just sucks now. From OKC. I kind of already hinted at it, but it's mainly the guards. It's Chris Paul, it's SGA, and it's Dennis Schroder. And right now, if I looked at my overall ranks of where my OKC players are, I'm going to be going back to Chris Paul today, who was a minus 36 and his plus minus in the last game at 7,800. We get a little bit of a price discount now. I think SGA is still a strong play. I like SGA a good amount. I think Dennis Schroder is still a strong play. All well, three of these OKC guards are top 20 plays for me. So although I picked Chris Paul in the first game out of them, I picked SGA and I was very strongly in favor of SGA in that last game at his price point. Now the price point has come up back to the seven K range. I have a strong stance on any of them I will say that Chris Paul is my best overall graded and projected one so if I had to pick one player I would go back to the well with Chris Paul there but no really really overstrung stance like we had in that last game with Dennis Schroeder closing it out with some Orlando players they're just continuing to be too cheap Evan Fournier at 5200 Markel Fultz at 45 I mean they're not changing Markel Fultz price tag and for some reason I don't really understand this so Markel Fultz plays 25.8 minutes in the last game picks up a first quarter personal foul picks up a second quarter personal foul and then he picks up two personal fouls in the third quarter so if anybody wants to say Ah, uh, they're not playing Fultz anymore. They ended up giving DJ Augustine 28 minutes and Fultz only 26. Potentially, he did have four personal fouls mid- midway through the third quarter, so he doesn't tr- check directly out after his fourth personal foul. So there is an argument to say that it wasn't a foul trouble thing. He ends up finishing with five overall personal fouls, but I would say that he probably ends up checking in a little bit earlier, maybe. Orlando is also on an 8 0 run, which probably limited his one or two minutes by getting back into the game. I projected Fultz for 28 minutes today. I'm not just giving him 26 and now making Augustine the starter. If indeed we get the news that Augustine was to start today, well then yeah sure I'm obviously going to project Augustine for more than Fultz at that point but right now I still feel fine going to Fultz he only did play 28 he only did play 26 minutes in the last game he did finish with five personal fouls and he had four midway through the third so I'm assuming that cut into one or two of his potential minutes and also the fact that his team was on an 8-0 run when he was not in the ball game probably also helped the fact that he was going to stay on the bench for an extra minute or two until that run ended and then Milwaukee goes on the 8-0 run at the end of it shot four of 11 from the field one for one from three-point range so I mean those were pretty much fine five personal fouls would hurt you Obviously. Evan Fournier goes out there. He only shoots one of six from three point range, four of thirteen from the field. I'm expecting a little bit better out of Fournier. He has not been playing good so far, so far, so far. So we will see what happens there. And then Terrence Ross at five K flats fine. Hassan Whiteside at 4600 dollars is the only thing from Portland I will call out. Outside of that, Carmelo Anthony and Gary Trent. Anthony, if anything, is closer to the price point, but neither of them are looking like fine options. Outside of Whiteside, nobody grades out as like a top thirty five play for me. Anthony is exactly thirty five from Portland. Thanks for tuning into this one. I thought I went quick in this video and it still ends up being a thirty minute recording so I'm gonna have to chop this one down I don't plan on doing a video tomorrow for the NBA slate I plan on probably watching the games I plan on taking very much so I'm trying to be very cautious and being rest and recovery oriented because the NFL season is coming up so I have to prep some more NFL videos for season long but then once the NFL season is here it is a content machine that I'll be churning out for NFL content I will likely continue to do the PGA content if not it will be Patreon only at that point in terms of the closing thoughts podcast and then at that point once the NFL starts the NBA will pretty much be over I'll continue to do the projections but I'm not going to be doing showdown slate content for the NBA stuff while the NFL is on. I pretty much want to be focused on on the slow burn and not the burnout, right? Giving yourself proper rest and recovery days. And right now we've done a video for every single NBA slate, every single one since it started. So uh, that's been every single day I've been doing content, let alone not even for the NFL or PGA. So I do want to take in some built-in breaks. I'm probably done for the rest of the day today. So once the projections are posted, I'll be done. And then also tomorrow, I don't plan on doing any sort of content. The projections will be posted on Patreon if indeed you want to get them. So thank you so much in advance. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button before you go. I do appreciate that. And also if you want to support me you can do so on patreon link down below all the projections and stuff will be up before the first game starts probably around 11 or closer to noon somewhere around there and then also you can support by supporting one of the uh, sponsors of the show they were so nice to sponsor so if you want to go over there 50 percent deposit match up to a thousand dollars on super draft, or sal nfl that is sal nfl on monkey night fight free five bucks if you deposit you'll get a free ticket to a future contest and then also my supreme draft guide to dominate the 2020 fantasy football drafts thank you so much in advance everybody and i'll see you in the next one